the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show. Making Money Sense with Larry Rosenthal back in the saddle again here this week at, uh, at WAVA. Welcome aboard. Good to see you again, sir. Good to be back, Chris. And how are you doing today? I am doing very well. Um, I'm, our prayers and thoughts are going to those that are down south of us at the moment with this bad weather. Yes, it's uh, very. It's not good at all. So we've been praying a lot for everybody down there, and hopefully things uh, won't be as bad. Um, I've got a couple friends of mine that actually live in Corpus Christi. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Ground Central there. Yep. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So you know they've uh, uh, one of them went out the other day, and not sure what my other one's doing. <laughs> so. Yeah, not your day to spend this time in the sun because there isn't any. But hopefully in a couple of days things will be better, and we can see them and help them get uh, back on their feet. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. So what is going on in the market? What is the next big thing? The next big thing is going to be tax reform. Tax reform is back on Washington's radar right now. According to lots of media outlets, uh, the Trump administration is going to be talking about his calendar is going to be surrounded by the tax reform. Uh, that they want to put in over the next uh, couple of months, I guess, several weeks or whatever it is. So back and forth. And this is going to be a big push in the economy and the market. You know, there's there's all types of talk about about this, all types of anticipation uh, in, in, in the markets and, and, and in businesses, people waiting to see what type of tax package uh, actually comes through. So it's going to be a very interesting debate. You're going to hear lots of it. The markets are going to get jittery and move up and down a little bit and probably end up uh, it being much about much to do about nothing until we see the Tax Reform uh, Act. So I know that people have already been talking a lot about it. And, and, and asking questions, well, you know, if this goes through, how should we invest? If that goes through, what should we do? Should we move our money this way or move it away from that particular position? What do we do? And at the end of the day here, we don't do anything until we see what comes through. Make sense? Okay. Because you're, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to predict accurately anyway, in my opinion, what Congress is going to actually put through and agree upon, if anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the market started gaining traction last September, October, when it looked like uh, corporate earnings were going to come out of its seven quarter back to back slump, which it did. And then a lot of the uh, optimism about 
pro-growth policies coming out of the new administration led to an accelerant on top of that ignition of corporate earnings, which, by the way, corporate earnings have been very nice the last couple of quarters, which has helped sustaining the market where it is. Fed has been doing a, a very good job, too. And, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we're going to wait and see what happens on this tax package here. But this is going to be a big cornerstone piece here in, in how it's going to move the markets going forward, both from an individual st- standpoint as well as a, um, a corporate tax standpoint. And there's all kinds of rumors flying around out there. You know, they're talking about minimizing or reducing or eliminating mortgage deductions, state tax credits. I mean, just all different types of things. So we'll have to wait and see exactly what happens. But this is going to be next on the radar. You watch over the next several weeks. Lots of people are going to be talking about all of this. I'll so just be really happy if the old tax bill comes in a little bit lower. That's what I'll be happy about. Is that what the deal is, Chris? I would like So that. it's all about your it tax is, return, it's right? It's about me, you know? Okay. <laughs> I have. I got it. I understand. I understand. Well, you know, I think everybody would like to see a little bit. It's just so complicated. It's just been so complicated for so long. It is extremely complicated, and the problem is... Is, is that you know we, we we have an incentive by our elected officials to spend and and we've got to stop the spending out the back door so we'll wait and see what happens here I'm pretty optimistic that we will get some sort of tax package through and hopefully it helps the people that it's supposed to help you know and and hopefully Congress can can lower its spending out of the back door is the big deal there so uh, anyway, stay tuned, and we will see. We will stay on top of this. Again, not turning it to politics, but turning it to your investment strategies when it comes to tax planning, you know. Uh, very important. What is the most expensive thing in an investment, Chris? Oh, yeah, T-A-X. That's right. It is taxes, without yeah. a doubt. Taxes are the most expensive thing inside investments, which, you know, since we're talking a little bit about it here, and it is going to be in the news coming up in a large, large way, Remember, when when you're investing your money, when you take a look at your assets, whether it's real estate or bank account interest or stocks or bonds or whatever it is, or 401Ks or the government TSP, whatever it is, the IRS views our money through four different tax lenses, okay? We've talked before in the past about asset allocation. Everybody hears about that. Tax allocation is going to be big. Uh, you know, in, in, in coming weeks and understanding it. You know, I was talking with, with clients earlier this week about their tax allocation strategy for retirement income distribution. Remember, it's taxable, and then there's the traditional 401K, TSP, tax deductible, tax deferred, but taxable when it comes out, tax exempt interest, non-deductible deferred, four different lenses on how it looks. When you're sitting down with your financial advisor, you need to be bringing up the question to him or her and saying, Hey, I know that taxes are the most expensive thing inside all of my investments. How am I positioned before retirement for taxes with my investments and assets and post-retirement and when it's time to pass money on to heirs and charities? How am I positioned for that? If your advisors can't answer these questions for you, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123 or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. These are very, very important uh, topics because, you know, at the end of the day, your heirs are sitting around the table and they're going, wow, mom and dad really saved a lot of money or grandma and grandpa really saved a lot of money and then all of a sudden, whoa, what happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you want to minimize a lot of that, a you, lot of those issues. It's kind of interesting what you're saying here when we were thinking of the eclipse, what was the, a little while ago, and uh, the lenses that different people were putting on their cameras so that they could see the eclipse just right and not have other things filtering through. And it, it kind of fits this analogy 
of what you're talking about here as to what filters through those lenses that you put on your financial plan. A lot of truth to that, Chris. A lot of yeah. truth to that. So did you see the eclipse? Uh, no, I uh, I got a lot of uh, a lot of feedback on television, but I didn't go out and look. Oh, okay. I didn't yep. have any special glasses. I forgot to get the went out of my Cheerios box or wherever you. Wherever <laughs> there you, you go. Did you yeah. get some? We, we had some in our office, so we were sharing them around. Oh, okay, cool. So it was pretty neat. Yeah, it was pretty neat to fun, see it all. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know some people that actually went down into Tennessee and Kentucky and got some uh, pretty neat pictures. Yeah, special event. For sure. We don't see it really off. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break here and open up the phone lines. Give us a call this morning with any of your financial planning or investment questions. 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 to reach me live here in the studio. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. wanted to be part of something big nonprofit organization called stars children africa do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise now you can be part of something that brings hope what we do is we actually pay for the school fees for about the cost of a new suit you can change an orphan's future for a whole year we pay for the school fees and that averages around 500 to 550 dollars a year total that means food lodging the teaching the education part the the uniform that whole thing call now 703-201-2494 or go to starschildrenafrica.org for a dollar and a half a day one child would be educated for that year in high school 703-201-2494 call right now for $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Now is your opportunity to talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio. The lines are now open at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to ask any questions of our financial and retirement expert here in studio. If you're just getting started, now is the time to get on the telephone and ask the questions, and we'll be talking a little bit on the show on how you can kind of get things in order as we do every week to make sure that your investments are going in the right direction. Larry? Sure, Chris. You know, we were talking about taxes uh, just a few minutes ago, and uh, it's pretty clear in the Bible what uh, you know what, what, what is said here in... In Luke twenty twenty five, Jesus said, and he said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Mm, uh, it goes Caesar, on to say here, yeah. yep, in Romans thirteen seven. render to all what is due them, tax to whom taxes due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. So, you know, the Lord's pretty, pretty clear about, you know, our taxes and, and, uh, uh, and all that stuff. And and the neat thing that we have about our tax code is that the first two thirds explain how the government's going to take it from us. And then the last third says how we can legally minimize it. 
<laughs> but the book is so boring to read, most people don't get to the last third, right? <laughs> so that's part of the problem, okay, uh, with it all. So you're going to hear all kinds of debates on it all and, and um, uh, coming up. And I don't want to pound it a little bit, but I've just got so much material on it all. Right. How much the top taxpayers pay versus the bottom taxpayers and the middle taxpayers and all kinds of things. And everybody's got a great idea on it, but it doesn't work because everybody wants somebody else to pay a larger tax, right? That's right. That's just right. like you're saying, oh, as long as my tax return goes it's down. It's all about me. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You so, know, I hate to be a tax collector. Speaking of uh, render unto Caesar what was Caesar's. Remember, Matthew was, of course, the tax collector before he became an apostle. And I can yes. imagine what it's like with, uh, you know, with the IRS as well. I, it can't be an easy job, but it's important. We do have to, you know, it is the golden goose. We have to feed the golden goose because we are benefits of the, of what those taxes pay for. It's just a matter of getting them under control. Agreed, Chris. And that, that opens up a whole conversation, a whole can of worms there. But, uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you always take it up to the line, so that's good. Put my toes Maybe over there. Maybe we could turn this into a political show then, huh? We try not to do that. No, 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 no. Lots of shows do that anyway. So, hey, lots of people go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and they shoot me off questions for our email bag. And I get emails and different questions throughout the week from, 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 from people. And some people just ask me, straight up and yeah bob's and, uh, singing the jingle this week come on in bob we're gonna sing the email jingle we get mail i mean it's a new one he's done but you coming i guess he's not gonna sing no bob doesn't want to sing <laughs> actually we need bob to sing we do it's a it'd good be, thing it'd be a good thing rather than me singing so but we get mail, uh, one right? of the questions here is is explain bond ladders and we've talked about bond ladders in the past uh i actually looked at up some old shows this earlier and uh, at the end of last year, we talked a little bit about bond ladders, but this is coming up here as a question. So I, w I want to address what a bond ladder really is. And it w let's suppose, let let's just deal with, you know, let's say $500,000 as an example to do math easy. So if you want to deal with 10000 or 100000 or $5 million, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just take a sum of money. And if you were to put that money into a a, a bond, Let's say a bond that lasts, um, I don't know, 10 years, and interest rates go up during that 10-year period of time, and you need to sell out of that bond because you need liquidity or you need to go buy a vacation home or a car or college funding or whatever. As interest rates go up, you can lose principal on the bond. The bond will go down in value. So people will take their sum of money that they want to go into bonds or fixed income, like in this example, let's say $500,000, and maybe they'll divide it up into you know, 40 or 50 different bonds that mature over time. Like one bond may mature you know, this coming January, then another one next June, then another one next October, then another one next December, and just build a little ladder of maturities sort of like a CD ladder. We have different CDs come due at different times. And the idea here is that you always have dollars coming due, and then you can reinvest them at a higher interest rate now as interest rates go up. The trick here and the purpose of it, really, one of the big purposes of a bond ladder here is that as interest rates go up, bonds will go down in value if they're interest rate-sensitive bonds. And... When that happens, you'll get your statement that shows, hey, the bond just dropped value on paper. But remember, the bond will mature back at the par price 
on its maturity date. So so let me let me just say this out. Let's take a thousand dollar bond and suppose the maturity of it is June of two thousand and nineteen, as an example. And interest rates between now and June of two thousand and nineteen go up. That means the bond value is going to be going down. You'll still get your same interest payment. But in June of 2019, when the bond matures, it matures all the way back up at par value. So it could actually be in May of 2019 that that bond of $1,000 might be worth $942. Mm-hmm. But in June, when it matures, it will pop back up to the maturity level of $1,000. So that's the purpose Lowers of having risk, yeah. exactly. That's the purpose of having bond ladders in um, rising interest rate environments. That's why you want to do it. In addition to that, there's also something called estate puts on bond on individual bonds. For example, suppose the owner of the bond were to pass away in the middle of the of, of the cycle before it matures, hmm. and then somebody cashes it out. They could lose a lot of money, right? Right. Well, an estate put says, hey, you know what? If the person that owns the bond passes, then it will automatically pop back up to the purchase price of par. So it protects the estate. It protects the beneficiary. Um, and, and, and some of these bonds were yielding, you know, four-plus percent. I, I saw some just the other day. So very interesting in, in taking a look at bond ladders, especially with estate puts on them, today in the uh, rising interest rate environment. Hey, let's shoot on over to the district and welcome Cynthia on the line. Good morning, Cynthia. How are you today? Um, good morning. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? Um, I wanted some information about the Roth IRA. Kind of explain it. And I have a um, TSP, and I wanted to know if I should convert it to um, a Roth IRA, and I'm not sure if I can convert the entire TSP to a Roth IRA, or if I should just convert, you know, to, to start um, to convert part of it to a Roth IRA. Sure, Cynthia. So the purpose of the the Roth IRA is a great savings and income vehicle. And here's the deal: when money goes into a Roth IRA, first of all, you can put money in two different ways. You can either contribute if you're eligible to do so, or you can convert uh, 401k TSP money, regular IRA, traditional IRAs into it. But the idea on contrib- contributing to the Roth IRA is it's after-tax money that goes in while it's in the Roth there's no taxes it's all growing tax deferred as long as it, as long as it's in there for 5 years or to 59 and a half you can pull the money out completely tax free both the principal and the interest earnings that's a huge benefit regarding the TSP option there is an option to put money into the Roth TSP sleeve so be thinking about your TSP as two tax sleeves one of them is pre-tax and the other one is post-tax or Roth. So if you put money onto the Roth sleeve of your TSP, you pay tax on it today. It goes in after tax. While it's in there, there's no taxes. And then when you pull it out down the road, the principal and the interest earnings are tax-free. As far as converting your existing amount from the TSP pre-tax sleeve over to the Roth, yes, you can do that. 
However, you'd have to pay taxes instantly on all of that. A lot of times it's not wise to take a big, big chunk and do it. You, what a lot of people will do is they'll do series of little Roth conversions each year, okay, because you don't want to blow up your whole tax return in one, one particular year. Uh, so the idea here is this, is that by doing it, you're looking down the road to say, hey, you know what, I want more tax-free money down the road than, I'm, than, than uh, taxable income. And now let's talk about the philosophy of this, Cynthia. So if I marched in, I don't know, 100 financial advisors from around the country right now into the studio, it would be a little tight, but if we can get them in the door, Chris, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first third, Cynthia, is going to tell you always put the money pre-tax. Mm-hmm. The, la- the next third is going to tell you always put it on the Roth side. And I like both. I recognize that we need to have a tax deduction today on the pre-tax side, but I also like the idea of having tax-free income from the Roth side in retirement years. You know, one of the top complaints that, or, 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 or one of the top, I guess, little pains that a lot of people have, Cynthia, in retirement years, and I see this because we have a lot of clients that are retired. They, they don't have kids that are on their tax return anymore as a deduction. They don't have interest deduction to speak of anymore because their homes are close to, if not already paid for. And so when they're pulling money out of their retirement plans, they're paying a lot of tax on that money. And that's one of their top complaints is, how do I, you know, Larry, how do I lower my taxes from all this money I've saved? So I like to have money on both sides. I recognize that you need a tax deduction today while you're earning the dollars, but at the same time, I'd like you to have some tax-free money set up for yourself down the road. So, so you know, just take a look at what I would call your IE ratio, Cynthia. The IE ratio is how much IRA pre-tax type money do you have over your estate. In other words, if, if, if you look at how much money you've saved in the TSP, how much of that has never been taxed before? Um, you know, so, so that's kind of the story on it. And one way that you can back into this is you can say, you know, in April, do you get a tax refund or do you have to pay taxes? What's your story on that? Um, I get a refund. Okay, so that tells me that you're, you're withdrawing, most, most likely you're withdrawing too much tax from your paycheck. So you could probably start by putting a little bit of your money into the, ta- into the Roth side and not end up having to pay taxes. Because on the pre-tax side of the TSP, you're getting a tax deduction off your taxes, which is helping you get a refund at the end of the year, right? But right. that gives you some room to play on moving money over to the Roth side as well. Can I do that now, or do I have to wait? Nope, you can go in and talk to HR and do that right away. You just call, uh, just you know, call the payroll people and say, "Hey, I want to move." What what percent are you putting into the TSP right now? Um, the the max, whatever the max is. Okay, so you're able to put in. Are you over fifty or over? Yeah, unfortunately, this time I did not do the extra. What is it, five or six thousand? I didn't uh-huh. do it here. Okay, um, so you can I you can like either, every other year instead of being consistent. So I don't. I'm thinking that I probably need like um, I'm not sure if I need like a million dollars in this TSP in order to retire, but I'm I'm not quite there. 
Uh-huh. Understood. So here's so here and that's another question, another subject we should talk about in just a second. So here's what I would suggest for you to do is right now just go down and just 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 increase your contribution by one percent and put it in the Roth and wait a couple of months and see if you can handle that in your paycheck. And if that's the case, then maybe increase it by another percentage onto the Roth side. Wait a few months and see how your cash flow can handle that. If you incrementally move it up like that over a period of time, you'll find that you're ending up contributing a whole lot more money and your cash flow will be okay. Wow. Yep. Okay. That That's one of the secrets because a lot of people say, okay, well, I'm just going to go from zero to 5% and it shocks their budget. But if you go from zero to one and then wait three or four months, make an assessment and go, you know what, I can handle another 1%, then wait another three or four months. Make an assessment just like that, and you'll incrementally move into that space and be saving so a lot more money. So you're saying that, okay, if I, when I convert over to Roth, it is going to change my um, my um, my uh, salary or my, my um, check, my paycheck. Yes, it is. It's going to affect your net income because when you contribute on the pre-tax side of the TSP, you're getting a tax deduction to put the money in. Got when you it. contribute on the Roth, you're going to pay tax and then put it in after tax. So it will it. affect your net income. So that's why I want you to just do it incrementally a little bit. Just 1%, wait two or three months, assess your cash flow, then do another percent. Wait a couple months, assess your cash flow. Wow, I never even thought about that. I'm glad I called. Yep, that's the really the best way to go about doing it. You also mentioned something, too, I want to address real quick. Because this is this is, I want to change your thinking on, on on this. You said I don't know if I need a million dollars less or more to retire. You know what? It's it, retirement is a lifestyle choice. What you have to look at now is and back into it this way, Cynthia, and say, you know what? Do you like your standard of living today? Let's just pretend. Yes, I like my standard of living today. Okay, then let's take a look at all of your income sources today and all of your expenses. When you get to retirement age, are the same expenses that you have today going to be there when you retire? And if the answer is yes, then you have to back into saying, okay, now I've got to take a look at my pension, my Social Security, and my savings and investments. How much is that going to deliver to me to offset my expenses when I retire? And that is really the formation. That's the baseline of building a financial plan. So I want you to, to, to think about it that way. I'm going to go ahead and send you out our financial planning toolkit, and uh, we'll have someone call you to give you a follow-up on, on filling that out if you'd like, okay? Okay, but I have another question. I just thought of something else. Have you heard anything about, um, because I am under FERS, do you know, have you heard anything about them changing the the supplemental um, annuity or whatever for... um, for those of us that are under furs that are, are uh, you mean changing your pension plan? Right. Uh huh. N- no, I, I no. every once in a while I'll hear a rumor from from a client that says, "Oh, I heard this, this, and this. They're going to do to the TSP or to our pensions and blah blah blah." I haven't seen anything. No. So the answer to your question is no. I haven't heard anything like that. Okay. Well, that's good. Yep. Yep. No, they made a change back in the early '80s. And it's been that way since. So um, I don't see – I haven't seen any legislation or anything to that effect. Okay. Well, that's, that's good news because I was wondering – because I would I, de- I definitely need that supplemental um, to also help with retirement income. So 
And I know that there was a rumor that they wanted to change that um, come, um, I guess, October 1st or September 30th of this year. I've not heard that. Yep. Okay, well, Lee, if All you right, haven't Cynthia, heard it and you're kind of on me, the front, front side of what's going on. Let me put you on hold, and I uh, appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Tarot at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Tarot and McLean Mortgage Corporations, NMLS number 5618 and 99665. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show with your financial and retirement expert here in studio, Larry Rosenthal. If you'd like to dial in, here's our phone number, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Some lines available for you right now. Larry. Sure. Let's welcome Stephanie on the line. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. How can I help you? Good. Um. My father is um, 80, almost 83 years old, and he owns his own home outright, and he is ready to downsize. Um, it's too much for him to maintain, but 
a lot of the options that are out there for him um, mean liquidating the house, and that's not really something he wants to do. He wants it to be able to stay in the family. Um, so I just wanted to maybe get some recommendations or suggestions on ways that maybe he can kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. Sure. So so does he want to move out of the house and keep the house in the family, or is he willing to stay in the house, but he needs to cash he, out the money to live? He um, wants to move. He wants to maybe look into assisted living or senior apartment, something like that. The assisted living options seem to require liquidating the house, but he doesn't want to do that because he would really prefer to leave the house um, to to me and my my brother and sisters. Do y'all want the house? Yeah, I think we all agree that we would prefer to keep it in the family. So one way to do this is called a sale leaseback, with okay. a little bit of a twist. All three of you can buy the house right now. Okay. Okay. And. Uh-huh. A, a, a true sale leaseback works like this, Stephanie, where you buy the home from your dad. It enables him to cash out all the equity in the house. Okay. And then he pays you rent f- back, and you lease it to him for his life, So, okay. so for the rest of his life. So he's actually paying you back equal to your mortgage payment, okay? okay. That keeps the property in the house. And at the same time, enables him to cash out more than a trade down or a reverse mortgage does. However, in this case here, it's apparent that your dad wants to keep the property in the family, and y'all want to keep it as well, but he needs the money to cash out of the house in order to go to the assisted living facility, right? Right. So basically, what what we would do is do a sale lease back with a little bit of a twist option on it, and that is... You three kids come together, buy the property, then it cashes out the entire amount of money for your dad so he can use that in the assisted living facility. And then at the same time, you three kids go ahead and rent the property back out to somebody else so that that renter is now paying your mortgage obligation on the property. That's an idea. Um, yeah, it's one idea. I mean, it's you yeah. know the 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 issue is that your dad needs the the cash to move into the assisted living facility, and at the same time has a joint goal of keeping the home in the in the family. Perhaps you your your you know maybe one of your siblings wants to move into the home. I, I don't know what the whole dynamic of the situation is, but that's the only thing that I can really come up with here. Um, either that or or or. Uh, he takes a, a, a uh, well, that's going to end up giving you a, a loan balance in the end anyway. Um, there's got to be a way that we can move the equity from the home into the assisted living facility for the fees and have you all do it. And that's that's the only way that I can come up with right now in, in order to do it. Either that or just outright sell the property to someone else and let the house go outside the family. One idea that we've kind of bandied around is, um, he doesn't quite need assisted living just yet. I mean, he's still able to care for himself. It's just that the house is way too much for him. You know, it's you know, 2,800 square feet. Um, is that if he moved into a senior apartment and um, I or one of my siblings took a, some of the equity out of the house, fixed it up so that it 
survives for the next generation, um, and it just stays in the family as an asset that we can all borrow against, because I think he says he's put our names on the deed already. Um, do you see any problem with that, any conflicts that maybe we're being short-sighted about with that idea? If your dad is willing to stay in the house and have home modifications to the house, then do a sale well, he lease would, back. He would want to move out. He would want to move out. He doesn't want to be there during during all of that. It's because he's got bad knees and, you know, tripping over this, that, and the other. He he would rather vacate. So would he would he vacate for, uh, you know, three months and then come back when the home is remodeled? Um. He would be willing, he said that, you know, he would be willing to let one of us move in and stay there. And he would move into a senior apartment or, you know, the assisted living option if that were affordable. But So then the, would, the, the sale leaseback program would, would, would actually work. You would just buy the property uh, uh, from your dad. You'd sell your property, okay. buy, buy his property, keep the home in the family, then your dad would be able to cash out all the equity. Pretty simple, as far as that goes. Very, very easy okay. to do that if you, if one of y'all are willing to move into the house. On another note, though, <clears throat> not such a big fan of having your names on the property right now, because if something happens to your dad, then then um, uh, you could lose a co- step up in basis on cost fat on, on tax costs. So. Yes, so you may want to look at having the home in your dad's name, putting it into a TOD position, meaning transfer on death, or putting it okay. into a revocable living trust. That way, if your dad bought the house for 200000 and then if he passes and it's worth 500000 you get that stepped-up basis to 500000 so you can one day sell it out down the road versus carrying your dad's cost basis on the property. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Stephanie, if you like, I'd be happy to send you out some of that that uh, information on the stepped up basis and talk to you a little bit more about the sale leaseback option. I can put you on hold. Is that okay? And Bob, yeah, that'd be great. Thank Bob you. will get some information from you. Yep. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. Let's welcome Frank on the line. Good morning, Frank. How are you today? Uh, fine, Larry. I've got uh, two questions for you. One is on the Roth IRA uh, conversion from an IRA. I'm retired. I have no earned income, but, uh, of course, the IRA that I have was all earned income. Is there an option to convert from the IRA to Roth, or do you have to have earned income to do a Roth? No, sir. You can convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth with or without earned income. Does not matter. I did not know that. Thank you very much. I have a second question for you. This has to do with uh, survivability on the IRA. Currently, my wife is my survivor, so if I passed, she would begin. She's at the age where she would have to take RMDs at whatever her age expectancy is. To save on taxes, what would happen if I made my my only son the primary beneficiary, and he would then take the uh, he would have to take RMDs as well based on his life expectancy? It would be much lower. We would pay the taxes, but then he would gift that money to my wife to save in case he passes. He would also designate her as the survivor of 
of that inherited IRA. Does that make sense? What is your son's um, income right now, and how old is he? Uh, oh, his income's 100000 And what would your wife's income be if you were to pass? If, if my wife's income, she, on her, her RMD would probably be about, I'm guessing, right at uh, 45 k No, you're... It would, you would end up losing more money by having your son stretch it as the primary beneficiary and then gifting the money to your to your uh, your spouse because is your son married? Yes, he's married. He would have the tax consequences, clearly. Yes, he would, but at the same time, he can only gift uh, fourteen thousand. He can gift twenty eight thousand dollars to your wife. By doing a split gift, because his wife can gift uh, fourteen, he can gift fourteen. It's going to end up being better for your wife to be the primary beneficiary, take her RMD. She's going to net out more money than if the money goes to your son, who then is going to have to pull out the same amount of money that your wife would get on an RMD scenario hit his tax return, and then turn around and gift that money. I think that you're going to end up losing tax dollars by doing that. Okay. I just wondered about that, but uh, I think you're right. That's great advice. Thank you so much. Appreciate the phone call, Frank. Yep, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Back in a moment with more the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise? Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, making money sense. If you'd like to dial in, we've got some lines available for you. 855-767-3123. It's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Larry. Sure, Chris. Let's welcome Carol on the line. Good morning, Carol. How are you today? Oh, I'm well, thanks. Um, So let me just give you a little bit of background real quick. So I've been listening to your program 
and this morning, and you've been answering some questions about the Roth IRA, and my daughter yesterday just said, Mom, you should put $5,000 in the Roth. So I only have um, a 401k through my work, which just started last year. Um, I have eight children. My youngest is 10. My oldest is 30. Only one has left the home, went through a crazy divorce, um, got the family home, but in order to do that, went through bankruptcy. Um, and, and my loan per month is about $3,000. Um, still receive some child support and make about 95000 as a nurse. Um, and so I have two questions. One, you know, I really want to refinance that home. And two, um, you know, should I at this point put something in the IRA for the Roth? And did I tell you how old I was? No, you didn't, Carol. Okay, so I'm 53. So here's here's the answer to your question. I, I need to get a lot. you got a lot going on. And I do. I would like to – it sounds like to me we need to get a cash flow financial plan okay. built for you. But yep. at the 10,000-foot view, you're saying – should you save more money in a Roth IRA? My answer is yes, if you can. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know what your investment options are in your retirement plan with your employer. I'd like to take a good right. look at those. We'll have an advisor take a look at the lineup of your investment choices, help you make okay. some selections there, and maybe even do some Roth work there. Um, okay. We need to take. We need to make sure that at 53, we need to make sure that when you're 63, you're ready to really retire out. You've got more kids to get out of the house. Um, you've got a good-sized mortgage, it sounds like. We need to build you out a financial plan is what we really need to do, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any way to refinance that home also? What's the interest rate on it currently? Um, probably close to 4.6 maybe, 4.8. And what's the, the value of the house? Well, that that depends on what you look at. Like current market wise, you know, six hundred. Yes. So, but whether it sells for that, it's a big house. Me and my ex husband like built it for all those children. I homeschooled and stayed at home. But when we went through that divorce, you know, got my license back, became a nurse, and just been making it work. Um, what is what's the mortgage balance on the house? Uh, and I just found this out because in bankruptcy I don't get a statement, so it's around three hundred eighty thousand. So it sounds like you have some equity if the home's worth six hundred and you owe three eighty. Depending right. on what your credit scenario is, how long ago the bankruptcy went through, then that then just ended. So if that that pretty much stinks right now. I'm just trying to rebuild it, and they told me that I need to get a. I probably won't say this right, like a in, an unsecured credit card so that I can build back credit. Yeah, you know what I can do is I can have you get in touch with my mortgage person. I'll have my mortgage okay, person okay. give you a ring, and then he okay. can step you through a process that you're going to go through as quickly okay. as possible to reestablish yeah. and then get down the road and do the refi, okay? Yeah. Yep, that's and what we'll do, Carol. Have somebody talk to me about the Roth and the finance planning, Phil? I will. I'm going to put you on hold, and Bob will okay, get okay. your uh, get your information, and we'll, we're we're going to send you out information to do a financial plan, as well as uh, have uh, Troy give you a ring next week regarding the refinance on the process to get you back to refinance on the house. Okay. Yes. Yep. Thank you so much. 
Yep, Carol, appreciate the phone call. You have a great weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome, uh, is this? It, probably Eunice, right? Is it Eunice? Eunice. There we go. Eunice. Yes, hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, and I, by all the other callers, you are also doing well. So I'll jump right <laughs> to my question. Thank you for taking the call. I had, um, I should say, through inheritance, um, my and two siblings uh, were left at home uh, located in D.C. and we're thinking of selling it. My question is, because it was left in the will to three different people, all family members, do how does capital gains play into um, that as having to pay when you sell the property and having to split the proceeds three ways? So, Eunice, let me understand this. We have a property that was titled in, in, in either your mom or dad's name. They passed. And was it Correct. was it titled in any of in any of the kids' names? No. So the, did it go through probate? It went through probate. So it was uh, not titled under the decedent. And through the will, it was like, okay, the now property is in the three children, and it stated to sell the property. My concern is... Okay, we sell the property. Um, how is, is is capital gains expected to be paid? Is it one of those taxes that you still have to pay? Um, I'm executor over the estate, so I'm just curious as to, okay, does that fall all on me to have to pay the capital gains? No, I don't believe there's going to be capital gains. There's going to be probate pro- court, uh, probate costs, okay? But, but you are receiving the asset as the value of the date of death of the person who owned it, okay? So if your name was actually on the house prior to them passing to avoid probate and then you sold it, you'd have to pay capital gains, but not now. I don't okay, believe no, that's the case. no, it was not case. on it, so. Yep. What's the value of the home? What did what did your, your, your parents purchase it for, do you know? Well, what they purchased it for, is not what is valued today. I think they, my mom, I remember her saying she paid like eighty, fifteen thousand or under twenty thousand. Uh huh. It's valued at uh, between five to six hundred. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have to do anything there. Okay. So, right. so if you're the executor, you're going to have to push it through the probate process. And I see mm-hmm. you're over in Maryland, so. Um, you can either work with a, an attorney over there or the court, the probate court in your county mm-hmm. will, will actually have an advocate for you who can help step you through and guide you through the process. Okay. So if the, if your name is titled on property and you try to sell it, then you have to pay capital gains. So the idea here is that if your name was put on, let's suppose your mom put your name on the property – now you're going to assume her cost basis of the of the fifteen or twenty thousand that she paid for the property, mm-hmm. but by you not being on there, you get a stepped up basis in value. Okay, so that's what that. Okay, thank you yep. very much. Absolutely, you, you too. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Oh, Chris. <laughs> oh my. Okay, Kazuto. Bless you. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> You're good. We My just... allergies are kicking in in the studio. Uh-oh. You're going to get a wave of dust. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. 
Ken, nothing I could do about that that's one. Couldn't right. reach the button. So. Yeah, that's all right. Um, it happens sometimes. That's what that's the beauty of live radio, right? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and and the, the other beauty of live radio, Chris, is we have great radio faces, right? Yeah, we, we do well on that front. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you yeah. go. Well, hey, listen, you know, our, our, our uh, thoughts and prayers also go out again to everyone down in, in the Texas area with this uh, Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm deal and just wish them the best and and you know our prayers so uh put them all on your prayer list uh everyone out there and uh you know let's let's hope that this situation subsides very very quickly and uh people get restored very, very fast uh let me go ahead and pick up amelia good morning amelia Ar- arnita, how can we arnita arnita yeah. good morning arnita how can i help you good morning how are you i'm well how can i help you well, I was uh, sent by your office a data form to fill out, and I think I may have mentioned this last week on your call. Um, is that the same thing as the toolkit that you're saying that you're going yes. to send out to others? It's the exact same thing, yep. Good thing to explain, oh, too. Same yeah. Thing. yeah. Okay, wonderful. That was all I needed to ask. Oh, okay. No worries. I appreciate the phone call. It's good that she brought that up, though, because that financial planning toolkit's a great starter for folks. It is the the financial planning toolkit, as she called it, the the data form. It really it really enables people to sort of well draw a line in the sand and 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 assess if you keep doing what you've been doing, where will you be down the road? And and that's really the 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 premise of putting the plans together, the architectural plans, if you will, of building a a properly structured financial plan. That's going to step you through the three phases of financial planning, Chris, uh, the accumulation phase, the distribution and income phase, and then the uh, legacy or the inheritance phase. And so that financial planning toolkit, uh, you know, is it's pretty valuable. We've sent out tens of thousands of these over the years. And if you want to get one, simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot us off an email. We'll be happy to send you one out or give us a call here in the studio at 855-ROSE-123, or remember, when we uh, get off the air here in a few minutes, uh, that toll-free number of 855-ROSE-123 turns over and becomes our uh, toll-free number in our office. So you can uh, call and leave a message there if you want to get the financial planning toolkit. I'll be happy to, to send them all out to it's you. It's a gathering well. tool, really, isn't it? Help you gather all your it assets. It does. It's going to give you a good assessment of, of you know your assets, your liabilities, your income, your expenses. It'll talk about taxes, Social Security, inflation. It'll talk about all these different things that's going to pay, play a large role in all of our retirement years, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it. So, so uh, you know, again, if you want a copy of the Financial Planning Toolkit, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Also, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Shoot us off an email. And we'll get some of your questions answered next week live on the studio, live in the show here on the email bag. I uh, got. I actually have. Uh, I answered only one today. I've got some more here that that I never got to, but that's okay. We'll bring them in next. So you'll week, answer so. my questions if I send you an email, right? I will, <laughs> but you have to send an email. Chris. I know. Got to get in line, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, not at all. Hey, well, everyone, have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll be back next Saturday. Uh, on uh, September 2nd with another rendition of Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll see you next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.